Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I'd like to welcome special guest, fellow podcaster, host of Telling You Like It Is News, Christopher Rudder. What's happening, bro? Chewy, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, man, been in the podcasting game together for a long time. It's nice to see somebody who's been around since... You know, for as long as I can remember whenever I started, I know I've been in the game for about going on five years now and you've got at least two or three years under your belt too right yeah i i'm on four okay yeah, and we did we, we we're ogs bro we've been doing this for a while yeah yeah to have that much time and that many episodes under your belt um in this business we call pod uh is a uh is a big thing because most people find out very quickly and quit very quickly that it is not as a not as an enjoyable a hobby as you think it is <laughs> yeah man it costs money and everybody wants to be joe rogan right away you know what i mean it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen and and then you have publicists or guests you charge and people who create problems and just all kinds of stuff that you run into in the beginning you know mm-hmm. there's all kinds of facebook groups for podcasters or generally all you're doing is just being spammed all the time for people who say they'll get you Instant numbers, instant followers, that kind of stuff. If you pay them oh, 50 yeah. bucks or 100 bucks, you have to go through all of those weeds and all of those growing pains like we did to start figuring out stuff and finding your own voice and just avoiding that kind of bullshit mm-hmm. before you actually start having your show. You know what I mean? It, it takes a minute. Bro, now, like, you know, it's usually somebody from India and they're like, hey, I'm professional podcast promoter. Like, bro. yeah, you are. Stop trying yeah, to scam on. me, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, the first thing I do is copy and paste their name, and then I Google check it and, and duck and go, duck, duck, go. And whenever I can't even find them listed, it's like I'm branded by Google. So whenever you type in my full name, I'm the first thing that pops up. Your name should pop up also mm-hmm. if you're this professional podcast promoter. Yep. I'm just a regular podcast guy who has a decent following, and my name pops up first, and I can't even find you. So get out of here with that shit. I just block them right away. <laughs> They're yeah. like, hey, would you like to be promoted in Spotify? And I'm blocked just like that. Uh, sometimes I enjoy uh, engaging in the argument just a little bit. Uh, just 
you know, like we discussed yesterday, there's there's those people who do what we do, who understand and know how to run social media. They know what SEO is about. They know what being branded means. They understand, you know, developing your website and your content, curating all of that, putting it all in one place. There's people who do that. And then there's people who just post and hope people listen to it. And, you know, guys like you and I, we've grown past that page and uh, of that post and hope they listen to it. We've cultivated a little bit and we've grown. And with a little bit of maturity, uh, you see even more growth, which is exciting. I, I think what you're doing is great right now. Thanks, man. And back at you, man. You're kicking ass, bro. Yeah, man. I, 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 uh, um, I, I, not to brag or, or anything, but yeah, the, I have uh, multiple social media pages. Um, two are public that are directly tied to telling you like it is news which I am now an AP affiliated uh, reporting correspondent. So I have a press pass. Which nice. Means, which means I can show up anywhere and everywhere they don't want me to be at. And uh, uh, which generally ends up being the case uh, whenever I show up with questions. But uh, uh, those pages, uh, just one of those pages, you know, like since October, I, I do a live stream along with an audio podcast that's, uh, comes out uh, with, uh, on Spotify first and then everything else later. I don't know if you're part of the Spotify mm-hmm. for podcasters deal now or not. Yep. But, Almost okay. instantly on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. So you're first on Spotify. That's your audio. But I also do a live stream. And the live stream, you know, like just since October has been seen, viewed, and shared by, I think the count now is over a thousand groups on Facebook and, and over 50,000 people have watched close to a hundred thousand hours of mine uh, since last October or November. And that's just one channel. Nice. So nice. that's uh yeah, the, the show is doing well. I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. The first um, the main first main thing that I applied was finding a voice that truly rings in my head that is truly passionate to me and no longer booking guests. Like, like I told you last night, you're the first guy I've actually guested for uh, on another show for probably a year. Um, wow, bro. That's a while. You know, I've had a couple of guests appear on my show. that are friends that we see kind of eye to eye on most views. Uh, But then again, I also don't like having that whole Ed McMahon, uh, yes man who laughs at everything you say kind of deal going on. So I limit that uh, very much. Like I only do it like once every three months where I'll have somebody on the show like that. Nice, man. And tell me about your show, man. I mean, um, uh, you know, I like how you, you shoot it straight, bro. Tell it like it is, you know, whether people get offended or not. You know, yeah, the the name of the the name of the show pretty much it, it, what you hear or what you see is exactly what you're going to get. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to give you receipts on why I know what I'm telling you is the truth. I'm going to show backup. I'll show video clips. I'll show news articles. Um, there are many other shows that are kind of similar. You know, like Russell Brand does that type of show right now. Jimmy Dore does that type of show. Alex Jones, of course, has done that type of show for 25 years. Joe Rogan, when he has the right guest, does that kind of show from time to time. Mm-hmm. So I'm very careful that I pre-watch what's currently in the news cycle on those shows to make sure I'm not sounding like a repeating canary. You know, So you have to find takes and you have to find different views or um, a different approach than what everybody else is saying if you want to be relevant especially in this niche that I'm in, which is political news and current events. Yeah, man. And um, a lot of crazy fucking shit happening. And, you know, it's good to keep people informed, you know, especially the people that act like a ostrich and just bury their heads in the sand. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think, I think that that is a normalistic point of view to the point that, um, you know, Radio killed the, uh, or video killed the radio star. Remember that song? Well, the same thing has happened with the news and the truth on TV over the past 20 years. And burying your hand in the, your head in the sand and just living in your own bubble. For most people, from a mental health standpoint, is probably a far better way to live. 
Um, people like me who this is a 24 hour thing for me, even though I have a nine to five gig where I am not allowed to say who it is because it's a national media company that if you just heard three tones from their commercial, you would know who it is, but I'm not allowed to mention them by name. Um, I signed a non-disclosure as soon as they found out about my show, which took about three weeks and I'm in a fucking union. And I still had to sign a non-disclosure to never mention their name about the woke nonsense that, that they do uh, corporately. Uh, but so for the average person, from a mental health standpoint, it probably is better to bury your, your head in the sand and stay uninformed or at least find a information source like myself and the other shows that I mentioned, not Alex so much. Uh, I can't stand hearing somebody beg for money and break out into prayer in the middle of a show or whatever. I mean, that's his gig, and he has a much bigger following than I, so how, who am I to say he's doing it wrong? That's just not my style. Uh, but, um, you know, um, finding somebody who's not sponsored, who doesn't play commercials, who isn't corporately sponsored, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Getting your news from that type of an independent source at least you can uh, be assured that you're listening to what a real opinion on what is going on currently uh, actually is. So as close to the truth, even though there's opinion tied into it, everybody has their own opinion. Um, but as closely based on the truth as possible, that's the reason on my show I changed over to video. So that way, everything I talk about, I can show receipts on what I'm talking about. Here's why. Here's when they said it. Here's who said it. Here's why they said it. Here's the event they were at when they said it. That's how I do my show. So that way nobody can argue those facts with me because I'm receiving everything. And if there isn't a video clip attached to it, then I bring up the news article that I pulled it from and the news source and the reporter and his former articles and his previous reliability as far as telling the truth or is he a corporate puppet? who tells what Jeff Bezos wants him to say. In case mm -hmm. nobody knows, Jeff Bezos owns the New York Slime and uh, Time Magazine, um, as well as Amazon. Uh, so he is hugely um, involved in your news cycle, as well as Bill Gates and a few other names. We can get into that as much as you want. Oh, hell yeah, man. Let's dive deep into it, bro. <laughs> you okay. All right. Um, so uh, going into it, like, Whenever we talked, we talked, uh, when was this three weeks ago, setting up the show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I told you what my general show kind of goes like and everything. The last week, uh, we both had family stuff going on and this is Easter weekend, but luckily it's not Easter. So it gave us the window to be able to do, do the recording here in that three week period of time. There had to be at least a couple of questions that you wanted to ask or maybe you thought maybe your viewers would like to hear a different take on shoot me something like that. And let's roll with that. Uh, so what do you think of them? That video I sent you talking about in the middle East. Mm. Um, yeah. How that, uh, how they don't give a fuck about America no more. Yes. yes, uh, yes. So Saudi Arabian princes, um, uh, along with, Russia and China and Iran and Venezuela, along with Brazil, uh, whose newly elected president is involved in as well. They basically, have you ever heard the term the G20 meetings? Uh, no. Okay, so the G20 meetings is the 20 largest governments in the world annually meet on what it is that, okay, this is what we're going to agree on. This is how we're going to do business this year. This is, this is the agenda for this upcoming year, basically. And ever since 1972, whenever Nixon took us off the gold standard, uh, which is what our dollar was based on, the agreement that was in place with the uh, Arab nations was that oil barrels would always be sold on U.S. currency or the U.S. dollar, which was the replacement for the gold standard. Not as strong because it fluctuates, but still our dollar is backed that way. That's the reason it's called a fiat currency. The real currency is a piece of gold piece of paper that's backed by the value of something else is what's called fiat currency, which is what we use in America today and around the world for that matter. Um, 
So these five countries that got together in that video that you showed me where um, uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia, who is not listed in Forbes magazine, probably 20 times richer than Elon Musk, um, uh, shaking hands with Putin and having that meeting with uh, Xi Jinping and uh, having the new president from Brazil show up and having the president from Venezuela uh, come up for this, uh, their own little G20 meeting where it was a private meeting of these five presidents or, or leaders, including Putin, uh, they decided that they will no longer trade amongst themselves with the U.S. dollar because they are all energy reliant, self-sufficient, and they have resources that America and the rest of the world desperately needs. And they will not deal in the, in the U.S. currency anymore. That was their collective agreement uh, that was um, reached uh, right before April 1st. So, you know, March 30th, something like that. That was, um, that was the big agreement that came out of that meeting. So there's a huge change that's about to happen. And you're already seeing it with the falling of the banking system. We're getting ready to have a repeat of 2008. And you'll notice that this time, um, instead of the reason Obama had so much backlash, uh, on the bailout of the banks in 2008, whenever, Fannie Mae and, and all those other companies failed, and then they did the big corporate bailout, uh, was because they used tax dollars. That was the big fallout for Obama. This time, instead of doing it with tax dollars, what they're doing is they're getting the 20 largest banks that are part of the central banking system or world banking system, which is mainly ran and owned by the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and uh, the Scholey family, along with Klaus Schwab and George Soros. Um, they've all come together and they're bailing out these smaller banks and otherwise, in other words, buying them out while still using your money. But because it's being saved by the larger banks instead of your tax dollars is what you're being told on the news, it's being perceived completely differently than what Obama had to go through. Because he had to fight hard for the second election. The first election was obviously very easy for a lot of america to vote a we have our our first black man as a president b we had just found out how much bush had lied to us about weapons of mass destruction mm -hmm. we had uh just found out about um his involvement with the cia and with all the sweetheart deals with lockheed martin and the military industrial complex and the mainstream media becoming part of what i call the evil triad of, uh, of um, the New World Order or the members of the WEF, the UN, uh, the CDC, uh, who all are non-elected officials making policy that our elected officials put in place, even though we didn't elect them for those reasons. Mm -hmm. They're the guys behind the curtain. Yeah, and there, there truly are these hands that operate the puppets. The puppets are the politicians who are funded by the lobbyists. The main lobbyists are what we call um, we who stand apart from the republic. We call them the NWO. Um, we uh, corporate stakeholders is what we call them. Um, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Big Pharma, Walmart, places like that. People... Uh, the big industrial box stores that didn't have to be closed or called unessential while the rest of us were put up and out of work during the epidemic. Mm -hmm. They fund and lobby the politicians. The politicians put out the talking points that the big corporate stores um, want the public to believe so they will continue to buy these made-in-China products. Remember... Are you old enough to remember that buy in the, bought made in the USA was the only name tag, was the only tag you saw at Walmart? Yeah, bro. And even um, even in tools and stuff, too, you know, like Craftsman and all that. Mm -hmm. So um, that whole changeover happened completely unnoticed because the way it was presented to the American public was that... Um, you know, nobody wants to work in production jobs. Nobody wants to work in it. No American wants to work in a coal mine anymore. Let's ship those jobs overseas so that way we get a cheaper rate 
And then we can sell you the same quality product, but far cheaper. Well, look how that turned out. Yep. And for those of you who don't know what NWO is, that's the New World Order. As originally, um, it's coined that way because George Bush uh, Sr., he's actually not not a senior, okay? Uh, But everyone calls him senior. They're they're not senior and junior, but (laughs) George Herbert uh, Bush or senior originally coined that term or accidentally said it out loud. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow a Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. And his, um, uh, whenever, whenever he got, uh, shit, you know, the big ceremony they have whenever they swear in the president. Oh, uh, yeah. What, yeah. What, uh, he was the first one to slip up and say that, uh, say the truth out loud. And there was a, uh, rock group back in the nineties named ministry that wrote a song called the NWO as soon as that came out, uh, where they talked about the new world order. And ever since then, Anybody who speaks on the New World Order and divulges these truths. Um, hang on a second. I got a light. Anybody who divulges these truths have to understand that people like myself who are able to speak at this kind of a rate where we're dealing with a stream of consciousness. All of this is off the top of my head. I'm not reading off a teleprompter. I don't have notes. All of this is because I have studied it. Henry Kissinger, in his book in 1972, the one, the fall of the United States and the making of the one world government, possibly the second most evil man in history next to Hitler, possibly, and his protege, Klaus Schwab, who runs the World Economic Forum, or what we call the WEF, uh, Klaus Schwab wrote the book, The Great Reset, in 2016. And then it was retitled The Great COVID-19, The Great Reset in 2020, completely unedited and unchanged, mind you. Damn. Wow. Um, they, run the, they run the WEF. Klaus Schwab grew up at the knee of Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger actually supported him in a CIA-funded project. Him into Harvard. Took him through Princeton Law School. He has ran the WEF since 1974. His father was the leading um, bomb builder for Hitler. Now, Klaus Schwab made his bones in the corporate world because there are a few other, there are a few countries in the world that are able to make nuclear bombs. One of them that very few people know about is South Africa. South Africa was able to produce five nuclear bombs. They have six, five of them work. What? Guess who sold them all their parts? Klaus Schwab, just like his daddy made for Hitler. Wow. Now, these are the leaders of the WEF. That's one part. The other part is the UN. Look up any article in Africa whenever the UN patrol shows up and see what happens. Africa hates the United Nations because every time they show up, they get experiment on, experimented on. They get um, coups, uh, governmental coups, military coups, leadership changes, and citizens killed every single time the UN shows up. And then along with them, you have the WHO, which the WHO heavily is funded by the Bill and Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation along with the Rockefeller Association, 
uh, which took many of their COVID cues from the extreme um, policies that we all saw and are still seeing taking place in China. So you have the WEF, you have the UN, you have the WHO, and now you have the CDC and the FDA all taking their talking points from these entities. That's what we call the NWO. Now for people like me, whenever you mention that, you better be ready to defend yourself because you're gonna immediately be called a racist, a bigot, uh, whatever phobic of whatever the hot news topic is at that point, a tinfoil hat guy, a right-wing conspiracy nut job, a MAGA guy. I never voted for Trump, by the way. Voted for Obama on his first run. <clears throat> and I didn't vote for Bush, and I voted for Clinton. So don't call me a right-wing nut job. But that's what I like to call now the uh, uh, trifecta, the new trifecta for the white guy version of you people, whenever that is said to me. Um, because as soon as you mention any of these truths, these are the insults that will immediately fly. And once you present a fact, then you will get reported. My page has been restricted multiple pages, Twitter, Instagram, multiple pages on Facebook, you name it, have been reported and restricted for conduct, uh, for content that went against community standards whenever all I did was post a clip of what the truth actually was. Mm -hmm. Then they flag it as false information. Oh, yeah, I've got there's uh, I think in the past week I have three posts that I put up that have been flagged, but I got them from left wing news um, uh, outlets that weren't fact checked. So isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's even like a meme, bro. Like uh, there was one where it said uh, it was a picture of uh, uh, Epstein, right? Uh-huh. And um, it said it, it was funny. It'd be like, it'd be a shame if this meme got reported. That's all it said. And it was a picture of Epstein. <laughs> I remember and, that one. <laughs> yeah. And then it got flagged and it said false information. Immediately. Uh-huh. Yes. Since yeah. Epstein did not do any sexual, I don't know, some bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah, and then uh, the new one that has come out because the flight logs um, have been, the uh, his personal pilot has been under um, court uh, a court gag order for the past four years since he didn't kill himself. Um, and now that gag order is up. So the flight records have been released. So names like Oprah Winfrey, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Michael Colbert, uh, Steven Spielberg. These names are confirmed. Bill Gates on the flight 20, uh, uh, 26 some odd times. Bill Clinton like 23 times. Hillary, um, uh, even Michelle Obama uh, went to Epstein Island. Um, Tom uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks, Nicolas Cage. This has been confirmed. Yet, Janelle is the only person in the history of the entire world to be convicted for child and sex trafficking without a client list. Now, isn't that weird? And her trial was very hush. Oh, I it was that we were all watching Johnny Depp and Amber Heard while that trial was going on. Yes, and this is a big fucking deal, like an island where they sex traffic children and you don't really hear about it. Like, what the fuck? Right. You didn't hear anything about it. We were all distracted and it was entertaining watching all the Johnny Depp stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I got to admit it was it was entertaining, um, mm -hmm. but it was a distraction, which is what is constantly going on whenever I see something on the news. And um, my wife has to put up with this every morning, <laughs> um, but. The first thing I say is, why are they telling you to believe that? What's really going on? And then I start looking for what aren't they reporting on. And mm -hmm. the first thing that you should always look at is which rich white guy is making the money off of what they want you to believe. Because believe me, there are 100 people in this world of 8 billion people who are controlling everything. Yep, that's big facts. And um, behind the curtain. Yeah. And uh and from this is coming from another white guy. 
always follow the money to the rich white guy people believe me um that's when you will find the biggest facts or uncover the truth that they don't want you to know and as soon as you're someone like me who wants to speak it you're immediately criticized and have insults thrown at you and belittled and called out of your name and all of that is perfectly okay none of those people ever get reported or banned but yeah, reporting yeah. But, but reporting the truth will get you banned um what's happened to me many times and it is what it is uh, i take it as a uh, the first time it happened i was really pissed uh now i take it as it's just a badge of honor, you know, because you're one of the few people who are brave enough to report the fact. Now, people who share and repost, if they happen to get tagged or banned, I feel bad for them because they're just sharing and reposting mm -hmm. on something that, you know, they weren't quote unquote red pilled, but they finally found out something that they weren't supposed to know. So they reposted it being excited probably and then they get taken down <laughs> those are the people that I, I i feel bad for them which keeps them from repeating the truth that they hear that which means you have more people keeping the truth to themselves other than spreading it yep and that's what they want too you know what i mean they want everybody to it's, shut up it's part of the control and propaganda of course and it has been uh since the so these facts are going to rub some people the wrong way. In 1964, the Civil Rights Movement was, um, you know, whenever they come to the floor and they just read from a phone book and just keep it from going to vote, mm -hmm. whenever, they, whenever they do that. The Democratic Party did that for 178 days to keep that from going to vote. And whenever the ERA was passed, the original vote was voted against by a margin of almost two to one by the Democratic Party. Yet they're the party of the people. They're the party that believes in peace and love and everybody's supposed to have the right to free speech. Well, where's free speech at now? Where's women's rights? Why are we allowing a man uh, who now identifies and still has his genitalia to move from uh, the 150th or 40th best swimmer in collegiate sports, now the number one swimmer in the world, and is possibly going to be allowed to swim in the next Olympics? Yeah. So where's women's rights gone to? And in 1972, Kissinger wrote in his book, uh, which had been reported on frequently before that um, by what was before the CIA, the organization was called the uh, OUO. Uh, um, um, they were basically a branch off of the British MI5 and MI6. Uh, but they wrote that the best thing we can possibly do is to encourage and empower the equal rights movement. At that time, women were burning their bras. They wanted, they wanted equal rights, of course, as they should. What they did not know was the manipulation behind it because equal rights in the long term would mean more divorce. More divorce means more promiscuous women. More promiscuous men, women means more children. More children means more workers. More workers means tax. There's a long game at play with all of this. And some people who are going to hear this on your show, if you're hearing it for the first time, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just telling you the truth. Telling it like it is. You can fact check all of it. I can send you the links on anything that he wants. If anybody asks you, hey, where'd this fucking guy come up with this stuff? Let me know. I'll send you videos. I'll send you the receipt you need for it. So that I way, people. People don't think I'm full, full of shit. Um, my viewers know better because I've been doing it the entire time. Uh, you can um, always go to one of the social media pages, the public group. Uh, Christopher S. Redder is telling you like it is. Um, will constantly, almost daily, be updated with new clips, new articles, new factoids. 
knew, did you know about this type of stuff? Uh, that gets in, uh, that I don't incorporate in my show. It's just daily factoids, fa daily news that's put out. The weekly show is when I come with the stuff that the news has outright lied to us about this week or what they haven't told us about this week. I love take, for, take, for example, did you see the news about the UFOs? Uh, no, recently? Uh, yeah, last week. No, I have not. There is footage. You can find it on uh you can even find it on Google, but I always suggest to people look it up on DuckDuckGo because they can't trace you. I use them for privacy. Um, you can look it up. Uh, there is a video of a U.S. fighter plane apparently being chased by a UFO, and the government is calling it a UFO. Now, why is the government admitting all of a sudden to UFOs? I think it's a drone, and I think it's known technology. And I think that we're they're using this UFO cover story to deflect from what Biden is about to have to deal with, with more banks collapsing, the loss of value to the American currency dollar, um, uh, hyperinflation, and a quicker movement into a recession than what Obama said, saw with the collapse of the banks. I think that's what's about to happen in 2023, I believe is a great marker for those of us who are, uh, if you are financially able, once everything starts going down, that's your time to buy. Because in 2024, as our country often does, we swing from the extreme left to the extreme right. There's that Joe Rogan bit. We went from a boring soft-spoken, well-mannered, but, you know, Obama to <laughs> Trump, where we're standing out in front of our exes in a Corvette with a fucking, you know, playing Motley Crue at full blast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, nope. swing from, we swing from the extreme left to the right often. And this four years of Biden, uh, they just put out a poll of his possible um, running candidates or um, uh, possible primary opponents. And Biden only has 11% of that vote. Oh, now, uh, There's a problem with polls because you have to take into account how many people do you know are stupid enough to answer polls. There's that. So you're dealing with kind of the dumbest 1% of 1%. But mm -hmm. Um, the fact that even at that level, that should really favor Biden in that kind of poll. If you're dealing with quote unquote, the dumbest 1% of the 1%, mm -hmm. um, as this country has what's so tribalized over the past eight years. And I, I post this often that I will not support and I will not engage myself in your tribalism. I don't care about the little R or the little D next to the candidate's name. I actually, I think that um, voting reform, the first part that should be done, not, not just term limits, but I believe the little R and the little D next to a candidate's name should be removed from all ballots, which would force people to actually have to do some research. I love that. That's a great idea. And I believe that what we have gone through since 2008, um, because people's, we had to reelect Obama as a country. No matter what we went through with the banking system, no matter what was going on with the wars, we were we went from two wars to seven during Obama's term. Just in case anyone wants to know, during our war in Iraq, we dropped so many bombs, and you can look this up. Google will even show it. You have to look at page two before you'll find it. We dropped so many bombs that we ran out of fucking bombs. The United States military government ran out of bombs because we dropped so many during that. We own we own one third of the land in Yemen. You you are you aware of the war that we are currently in in Yemen? Oh, I have no idea what. What the hell are we doing in Yemen? Yemen, uh, we we uh, currently occupy one third of their country, and I'll give you 
a couple of guesses as to which one third of the country we defend and occupy. Let me guess the part that has oil. They need some freedom, right? All the part that has oil, those people need protection and democracy. You are correct. Just like Iraq did. Wow. Fuck, man. And not to mention, uh, you know, since then, uh, we have the um, collective fall of Venezuela, um, which has transformed itself into a communistic country. Uh, that's what the southern border border crisis is uh, really about. Not talked about on the news, but that's really what's going on. That country has fallen apart so much. Mm-hmm. Those people are falling away from the heaviest supplied natural resource location on the fucking planet. They have more oil, gold, silver, nickel, and lithium everywhere else on the planet yet their citizens are fleeing by the thousands because it's all con- all controlled by their parliament and president mm-hmm. weren't they a uh, socialist the socialist country uh they were um so yeah socialism and communism can be um separated by one thing socialism is propaganda brought about that all the people need to share in the game Communism is now that we are all sharing in the gains, I will take control of all of it. So you have one leader, which is how you end up with Stalin, how you end up with Hitler, how you end up with these guys. Uh, That's the difference. Or um, uh, Fidel Castro in Cuba, the perfect most recent example. Uh, That's that's the difference between these ones an ideology and the other is a political move or takeover. We've gone from sharing amongst the people now that all the people are willing to share it. Now we have a way to take all of it, and now I control it. So you're under communistic control. Mm -hmm. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. which is the People's Republic of China, which is what uh, um, Russia used to be with the USSR. For those of you who are not old enough, uh, Putin's Russia is not the same thing as the Soviet Union. That's two totally different things. Now, although they are still both communistic, um, Putin allows um, capitalism. He allows free trade. Uh, he's taken down the borders. He allows things to be exported and imported from outside of the country, which uh, the Soviet Union never allowed. That's the reason we were at war with them, a cold war, but at war uh, for the better part of almost 50 years. And we finally took the approach, and this is Uncle Ronnie's approach, um, Ronald Reagan. His approach whenever he got into office was, here's what we'll do. We'll just outspend the motherfuckers. We'll just make them have to try to keep up with us so much they, since they don't export or import, they can't possibly keep up with our spending. That's the reason the national debt crisis began, happened, uh, began in the 80s because of our effort to defeat the Soviet Union and the Cold War. Um, uh, also, it was um, the combination of coming off of the gold standard currency uh, backing that Nixon had put in place, Ford signed into actual legislation, and then Jimmy Carter was left to clean up the mess. Now, not even Jimmy Carter blamed Nixon and Ford. All of the shit that he had to go through, like Biden continues to blame Trump. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything is still Trump's fault. And we're, yeah. going into, and we're going into year three of his presidency. At what point are you going to take accountability for what you're doing? Because until just this November, you've had full, you've had the White House and you've had the full Senate and congressional control of everything. You never ratified Roe versus Wade. You had every opportunity and all the votes you needed to do so. You never enacted gun control bills. You had all the votes and all the backing that you needed to do so. And yet it was never even brought to the floor as a motion to vote. They never brought a motion to vote to raise our minimum wages. Yet in the meantime, they have had three. Nancy Pelosi and other congressmen and other senators <clears throat> are allowed to uh, be involved in the stock market. Um, that was called at the very beginning, whenever the squad, re- remember whenever the squad came to the Capitol Hill, AOC and all those guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so whenever they came uh, to Capitol Hill, their first order of intent was to raise the minimum wage, put in put in uh, effect term limits, get the old out, bring in the new, Medicaid for all, union rights and backings. And how much of that has happened? Yeah, it seems like, it, you know, it's the same thing every president. You know, they always promise everything. Yes. They're going to fix everything. And they, they don't even do half of that shit, you know? The biggest problem I have with Trump is the fact that he ran on the idea that he was going to come in and clean out the swamp and the corruption. And in the first two years, he did have a lot of momentum. He did put a lot of good uh, foreign policy in place. He put the agreement in place to get us pulled out of Afghanistan, to get us pulled out of the uh, uh, the Yemen territory, uh, um, uh, also to uh, uh, get us out of Iraq uh, again, finally, um, to uh, enforce the stop of torture or what we like to call uh, creative interrogation back in the day whenever Obama was in office, waterboarding and the like to that. He, he actually wrote all of that in law. He started the first two years with a lot of good moment. And then and while he ran on cleaning up the swamp, then it started to surface pictures of him with Epstein, pictures of him with Klaus Schwab, mm-hmm. pictures of him at the WEF meetings. Um, so obviously then there was someone who was able to cobble together enough dirt to keep him from doing what he promised to do. Yet he said, I will stand in their way because they're coming. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. He backed off of that promise very quickly and allowed his last two years to cause so much tribalism and, and, and sectioning of our country that, Mm -hmm. He's the exact opposite of what Lincoln was or what JFK could have been. And um, for that, what he did and what continues to go on in our country in his name, I can never forgive him. And I uh, can never support or forgive any Republican in name only or any Democrat who wants to convict Um, a former president, let's put it like this. If a member of the media refers to President Trump as Mr. Trump or just Donald Trump, he was the president of the United States. His official title until he dies is the president of the fucking United States. He is and always will be POTUS, either currently or formally. Mm -hmm. We don't call... Obama by his first name, we say former President Obama. We say former President Bill Clinton. We say former President Jimmy Carter. We say former President Reagan. We say former President Bush. We call Trump Donald. Oh, shit, you're right, bro. You're right. 
So for that, I cannot support or uh, believe in anything that anybody who repeats that messaging, uh, once you're on that bandwagon, to me, you can never be off of it because now you have, I didn't sell out, son, I bought in. Well, you've been bought. Once you've been bought, you can't buy yourself out because yep. they own you. And that's the reason I don't support, um, you know, a lot of people like Ben Crenshaw as a senator. Whenever he first came in, he was a former Navy SEAL. He's the guy who wears the eye patch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. What you're about. All right. A lot of people really like him uh, because, uh, you know, he's for gun control. Uh, he spoke uh, He spoke on Roe v. Wade the way Republicans like it to be spoke, spoken about. And the only reason it's spoken that way by Republicans is because they want to involve religion instead of separation of religion and state. They want to impose their religious views on your personal choice. Well, unfortunately, while we do have personal choice, and that is a constitutional right, we do have freedom over our, we have autonomy over our own body. That is a civil right. Abortion isn't and never was. That's one thing that they reported on the news constantly. They're violating our civil rights. It's never been a civil right. It was a law that was passed in 1972 to be allowed, but it was never a civil right. But the media constantly, you can pull up reports again, go to DuckDuckGo instead of Google, unless you like having everything you do traced. Um, and pull up ABC, MSNBC, CNN, and look at um, Rachel Maddow talking about civil rights violation on Roe v. Wade. And then in the same breath, pull up her saying the vaccine is 100% efficient. Once you take the vaccine, the vaccine stops there. She tapped on her desk like you hear in the microphone. <laughs> it stops there. It won't pass on to the next guy. It stops with you. The lies, okay, I can take the lies. What I cannot take is the admission of being wrong. You don't even have to apologize. Admit you're wrong. Show us what the actual truth is or was. Let's discuss what that truth now actually means. And then carry on with the rest of the conversation. Yep. Yep. They won't take um, responsibility for their lies. Yeah. And the lack thereof. The only guy in the media who has done anything even remotely close to this is Bill Maher. And Bill Maher has been a lifelong uh, liberal to the most left extreme. He's not left of left, but he's always been a leftist liberal. And he's always supported abortion, and he's always supported depopulation, kill everybody every chance they want. If they want to die, kill them. He's always been that guy. And um, whenever it came again uh, about the mandated vaccines, he supported it, just like everybody else on the media, because they received their talking points again from what we talked about previously with the what we call the NWO, the mainstream media and everybody else involved in on all that. He received his talking points like everybody else, so he supported the shot and the mandates. He's the only person that I've been able to find that's on syndicated national media or news media who has said it was wrong, it was incorrect, and has apologized for it. He is the only one. Everybody else... That's Still impressive. continues to carry that message. They just uh, denied, denied, denied. Yeah. Wow, so, man. you know your stuff, man. I love it. Uh, that's just a that's just a, a little bit of what you'll hear on my show, but I hope it has brought something to your listeners, something to investigate. Uh, like they were saying last summer on CNN, the four most dangerous words to our democracy are do your own research. The reason it's so dangerous to our democracy, which, by the way, 
the United States of America is a republic of states. It is not a democracy. Never has been, never will be. It is a national republic. So this danger to our democracy, the way that it's displayed and portrayed and the way that it's spoken upon by the media. Um, if, if I said something that rubbed you the wrong way, that you hadn't heard before, or that you view the opposite of the truth because you're a mainstream news watcher, by all means, look into what I've said because what I am telling you is the God's honest and you can find it in black and white and you can find it in video where it's actually being quoted. You could go to my show library and find it. You could go to Jimmy Dore's library and find it. You could go to Russell Brand's library and find it. Uh, you could go to many interviews on Joe Rogan, depending on the guest and find where they played the clips of many of the things that I talk about um, and see that it's actually true. Just because you hate Trump does not mean that you have to hate the truth. Facts, bro. Yeah. And um, I love what you're doing, man. And, you know, for those of you listening, some of the stuff we talked about, uh, they sound far-fetched, maybe even like conspiracies, but this is facts. Like Chris said, man, look it up yourself. You don't have to believe him or us. Look it up yourself. And um, if you're interested in the stuff that we talked about here today, um, I highly recommend Chris's show telling you like it is news. Um, I, I love it, man. I love it. Absolutely love what you're doing. I appreciate that, brother. And, and anybody out there who does have questions, who does want to recede or want proof on anything that I've said, let Chewy know on, on his on his sites. And Chewy, share it with me, and I will immediately uh, get you the proof that that person is asking for. Not looking, not looking to red pill, red pill people or anything like that. Just understand that the mainstream media does not have your best interest at heart. And most of it is propaganda and lie to make profit, not to make your life better. Facts, bro. Love it. And um, where where can people find your show, man, and um, and your other shows as well? Uh, literally everywhere. All you got to do is just type in uh, my my full name. That's what's branded on Google. Just type in Christopher S. Rudder, and it will take you to every podcasting platform that you could think of as well as the Facebook pages and the new uh, post to video on Spotify that uh, comes out next weekend. Awesome, man. Awesome. And, um, you know, appreciate it, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. Of course, brother. Anytime, anytime. And um, I will, as soon as you put the link out, I'll put it on the pages. Um, I'm, you'll uh my people will listen to it and uh hopefully your 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 listeners uh get something out of this maybe it causes debate and i think debate is healthy and is. there's nothing wrong with it love it man and uh appreciate you coming on the show bro of course always anytime thanks peace out man peace Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewy gmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show, 
I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there, and just whatever. Um, check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes. Also, in between episodes, I like to add me streaming. Yeah, watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Ch- Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.